Okay, we've reached Juniper Flats side trail. This place is full of largely faster junipers. Garter snake scurrying away. No rattlesnake today. This trail is going to be mostly rock. These junipers are just growing between the crevices and spreading. My luck. A second rattlesnake. <sighs> well, gonna have to take a photo. My name is Rob, and this is Songbirding. Surprised by a second encounter with a Massasauga rattlesnake in as many days, I'm continuing cautiously along the Juniper Flat side trail, where I'm hoping we can add to the growing list of bird species observed here. Actually, he or she is all coiled up in a position ready to strike, but not in the direction that I'm looking. It actually looks like he's facing the opposite direction of me. So, let's move on. Try to remember that spot. The other thing about Massasauga Rattler is they will tend to give you a lot of warning before trying to bite. That's what the rattle is for.
I have encountered two rattlesnakes in two days, which is really unusual. That's our tohi. This Eastern Tui sure has an accent. Wow, is that different? Small songbirds that learn their songs have regional dialects, accents. I would have expected this different of an accent to be way further away from where I'm used to hearing them. Not just a couple hours away. Who knows what population this one is from. Could be part of a population of northern Ontario Toei that have a sweeter song. Song could also be unique to the area, the peninsula. Could also be unique to this bird. I'll have to listen to a few different songs on Xenocanto or eBird. I certainly want to upload this one to there. This doesn't sound like drink your tea anymore. It's or like steep your tea. <laughs> and what I don't know if this is the same bird as from earlier. Just a neighboring territory, and that this is a regional accent on the song. Okay, We're in open sunny flats on the rock trail. Normally, I don't even think of this, but I'll have to be careful about rattlesnakes, apparently. It's this early in the morning, snakes want to be sunning themselves. 
Oh, he's moving around a bit on the flat. Seems to be him in, I think, an American Red Start. Okay, so chestnut side warbler is back. And rethinking what might have been the red start might have actually been black and white warbler. I've also got a cicada. at the distance that long warble likely to be a black and white warbler. There's something interesting. The direction I'm headed, I'm hearing a wood thrush. Let's hope this trail keeps going in that direction. Now we'll leave behind our towing with the novel. Variation on drink your tea. The thing about that too, he is that shows you how much variation there can be in a species song. Some species vary so widely that really you have to learn the voice of the bird, not the song. And some just very slightly. Juniper Flats, 
We're in the real Juniper Flats. This is Juniper everywhere you can look. It's about waist high. A little higher in some spots, a little lower in others. It's a really unique landscape. We're in the middle of the flats. You can still hear that too, yeah? Even though we're far away. A lot of birds can project really well. Especially ones used to... Especially ones who are used to being out in open areas. Entered another section of the flats. start. Another eastern towhee. It's a very typical towhee call or shawink call. Sounds like a song sparrow was in there too. Pleased, pleased, pleased to meet you. Just inside a warbler. It's probably a different individual than earlier. This could be the third male. Second or third male in this case, so. The other one was the same as the first, but this is getting far away unless the bird's following me, which is unlikely. Here, there's a few trees, and one of them. 
think it might be the tallest one. I'm trying to project. Just can't see where. that loud would be very obvious with only a couple of trees to choose from. They're better at hiding visually than you would think though. side of this evergreen tree. It's a, looks to be maybe a black spruce. There he goes. He's flying now. He was about two-thirds up the black spruce. Now he's coming to sit right above me. tree now. Now that's a call, so it could be a male or female. I It's backlit, so I can't really tell. It's flown off now. Northern flicker. The males have mustache along, the, along their face. It looks kind of like a mustache. And in experiments, other flickers will treat the bird as if it's male if they take a female and give it a mustache. Here's our eastern toki. Yellow throat in the distance. Seems to be in some willows over there. I guess there's a wetter portion over there. So that's another variation on the drink your tea call. Oh. Okay. Thrush is singing again, so we're gonna see if this trail brings us towards that thrush. 
Seems like a hermit thrush to me. Pretty far away though. That trail seems to have turned away. There's a black-throated green warbler. Red-eyed vireo, of course, as our background bird. Okay, it seems a bit far to here. In the third part, we'll complete the loop of the Juniper Flats Trail and follow along the edge of the Niagara Escarpment. To learn more about the species encountered in this episode, please visit songbirding.com. Songbirding, the Bruce Peninsula, was recorded, engineered, narrated, and created by me, Rob Porter, with Creative Commons music by Scott Buckley. <laughs>